Informatica believes data is the soul of business transformation. We help the largest healthcare and life sciences organizations achieve extraordinary innovation from their data with our Informatica Intelligent Data Management Cloud. Whether you're driving next generation analytics, delivering perfectly timed patient or consumer experiences, or ensuring governance and privacy of sensitive data, you can always know your data is accurate, your insights are actionable, and your possibilities are limitless. Informatica, cloud first, data always. Yeah, that's been a big theme, health equity, uh, especially about you can have, have the data, but if it's not put into use, into a clinical flow somehow, that it doesn't do anything. And also, it's not data that creates inequities. Hi, welcome to HIMSCast. This is Kat Jersich, Senior Editor at Healthcare IT News, chiming in from on the ground at HIMS 22. We're out here in Orlando, Florida. It's beautiful and sunny outside, and as you may be able to hear, we're taking advantage of the sunshine and of the relatively quiet space. Sitting out here in a park, and I am joined by Mike Milliard, Executive Editor of Healthcare IT News, and Susan Morse, Executive Editor of Healthcare Finance News. Hi, Kat. Hey, Kat. Thanks for joining me today. It's a pleasure. Yes. So I just wanted to get your take. We're on what day four of hymns? Day three feels like it's been a long time that we've been <laughs> day here. Four, day four. Day four. Right. Yeah. So what are some themes that are emerging for you in terms of panels, discussions, conversations on the ground, things like that? The big one is health equity. That was uh, really driven home during the opening keynote by uh, you know him CEO Hal Wolf, who uh, talked about reimagining health and kind of taking some of the hard lessons that have been learned over the pandemic these past two years and, and using them as our, as our kind of marching orders as we, as we move forward and, and, and kind of reimagine health and, you know, put, put this technology and this inf- information and technology to work, um, improving the health of everyone. Uh, health equity is, is sorely needed. Yeah, that's been a big theme, health equity, uh, especially about you can have, have the data, but if it's not put into use, into a clinical flow somehow, that it doesn't do anything. And also, it's not data that creates inequities, it's people. So it's getting past maybe things we're not even aware of that we do. For instance, at one hospital, they found that African-American patients get treated within uh, about 20 minutes less time for stroke than white patients. And so a nurse there created a clinical flow to try to take take that out and they uh, within three months had a better system for making sure that that inequity was was bridged yeah that's something I've been hearing a lot too that if you don't know the inequity exists then you can't do anything to address it but at the same time it's not enough as you just said Sue to recognize the inequity exists you actually have to take action instead of just saying oh yeah well you know we know this is an issue so right and that's key to another big theme that we've seen at the show, which is, you know, the continuing evolution and maturity of automation, artificial intelligence, machine learning. Um, and to your point about data, Sue, you know, it's, we've, we've all heard about algorithmic bias and, you know, and, and biased AI models that as they're deployed and rolled out and expanded upon, that just perpetuates some of the structural um, inequity challenges that we've been hearing about. So um, data cleanliness and, and you know, data governance is, is, is important as, as, as AI continues to expand and evolve uh, in healthcare. Okay, there's also a lot of talk about solutions, about sending text messages to people in Spanish because 
and about improving telehealth because because people who don't speak English have often missed out on the big telehealth boom. Um, Anthem is tracking zip codes and not only tracking the zip codes but trying to put that information into a system, into a platform where they know, okay, we know the zip codes that are being affected, but what do we do about it? Another thing I've seen a lot of, um, to kind of change the subject a little bit, is thinking a lot about decision support and workflow. You, you touched on this a little bit, both of you, but the idea of giving doctors, nurses, clinicians the information that they need, but while also not overwhelming them with data. Um, definitely themes about finding the signal in the noise and keeping workflow as seamless as possible. Is that something you've seen too, Mike? Absolutely. I mean, this has been a brutal two years for providers and caregivers, for clinicians, for doctors, for nurses who are just incredibly overworked. And the last thing we need is technology to be exacerbating those those challenges and adding to them instead of easing them, which was which is the goal. So I think there's a lot. Uh, you know, we used to talk about the triple aim, you know, quality, cost, access. And now we're, we're talking about provider experience as a quadruple aim now. And, and I think that's more key than ever, especially as, as folks are leaving the workforce. And we've that's another big thing we've seen is some of these workforce challenges. I mean, there's a physician shortage, there's nursing shortage, there's travel nurses traveling all over the country to fill in gaps as, as the pandemic continues. So, um, yeah, that was another uh, a big imperative here. Mm-hmm. Yes, I definitely agree with Mike. Uh, one of the challenges with workforce uh, is that they may not always be looking for more money. Yes, money is a consideration, but in the panel with uh, Scott Pelley of 60 Minutes, one nurse said, maybe bringing in hot sandwiches during a busy night shift, maybe if the boss did that, that would help. And she was serious. You know, just recognize us, give us a pat on the back. Nurses aren't always able to uh, admit uh, weakness. They're supposed to be strong. Resiliency is the key word. And in that culture, so they need more mental health support. Um, People are calling it PTSD. Mm. Uh, Similar to that, what they've been through, that uh, nurses not only have been caring for patients, but it's what they're not able to do because they're so busy and feeling guilty about it. And then going home to families after a 12-hour shift uh, during COVID to children uh, who, you know, still need schooling and, and families that need attention. So it, it's more than the money. It's, it's somehow being able to recognize the clinicians for what they do and asking them what they need. Absolutely. It's really striking that she said hot sandwiches because I feel like that's such a relatively small gesture, but I could see how it would really make a difference in morale. It would be a gesture of saying, hey, we're thinking about you. We recognize that you're putting all this work into this, and we want to do something about that, like even in a small way, instead of, you know, here's here's a bonus, which you may not be able to use or something like that. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, I did want to talk too about cybersecurity. Mike, you and I both moderated panels at the cybersecurity forum um, on mm-hmm. Monday. Yep. Were there any takeaways from that forum that you that kind of stood out to you? I mean, it's just a problem that has only been getting worse. And and I talked to somebody. I was like, Do you think that this epidemic of you know daily ransomware attacks and you know intrusions from from bad actors of all types? will ever get better, whether the, the, the fever is going to break or, or it's only going to get worse. And he said uh, the latter, unfortunately. So it's it's just imperative on health systems to invest and to convince the C-suite to um, put more money into their you know risk mitigation and their cyber readiness because um, it's not just about data breaches anymore. It's not just about privacy 
and, and confidentiality. It's really a critical patient safety issue. We've seen hospitals being knocked offline. You know, now that 95% of hospitals are using electronic health records, if you're knocked offline for a week, that's severely adverse to patient care. It delays care, and that can, you know, cause adverse effects. It can cause death. Um, and so it's, it's a critical patient safety issue. As we've seen, you know, the, the attacks are just not stopping, and they're getting more creative and, you know, fiendish in their in their execution and uh, automating and you know brute force attacks and so there's a lot of work to be done um, but one thing I saw was that you know the folks who are in charge the chief information security officers don't seem rel- they don't seem overburdened or, or intimidated by it they seem ready to, uh, to to be prepared now granted it might be a select self-selecting set of the kind of folks who are at a show like this but uh, you know I, I think if, if you can put the work in and you have the resources and the, and the technology and the, and the skills and the staff, it's not a problem that can't be solved. Absolutely. It, that reminded me of the panel that I moderated. We had a an emergency room nurse who is also, I'm sorry, an emergency room physician um, who is also a cybersecurity expert. And he made the argument that he would like for clinicians and hospitals to be more forthcoming about when those patient safety issues happen Um, because he said he looks at it in the same way as other patient safety issues uh, um, where he thinks that there should be post-mortems and talks over what went wrong and kind of being honest about those patient safety implications because then that could also help members of the workforce understand why this is so important it's not just a data breach it's not even just a follow-up lawsuit which is also a consequence that we're seeing it's people can literally be put in serious danger, sometimes even fatally. So that's definitely an issue. Thinking about other broad themes here, we haven't really talked about the COVID-19 pandemic much. Of course, it's been kind of a recurrent theme throughout the conference slash life. But Sue, Sue, have you seen any kind of panelists touch on that or reflect on how it's made changes in their workflow or their approach to things? Yes, I've heard a lot about its accelerated change. Of course, we've heard a lot about that during the past two years. Uh, there's concern that cases are increasing in some areas of the world again. Um, So it's here to stay, and how do you deal with it? Uh, But it wasn't a huge theme as it was, you know, in in last year. Mike, how about you? Um, Yeah, and I'll use this as a pivot to talk about another major theme I've seen, which is interoperability, data exchange. Um, The pandemic as has been said many times, has kind of really shown a spotlight on the gaps that exist and the, um, well, you know, we've, we've talked about inequity and, and, and that's another thing has shown a spotlight on. But one thing, the patchwork kind of public health reporting system that we have in this country and the kind of ad hoc, you know, nature of using phones and fax machines still in the year 2022 to report data into public health agencies, um, there's a lot of work left to do to kind of build an ecosystem of, of data exchange that, um could help us prepare for, you know, God forbid, another uh, health crisis like this. Uh, so there's work being done on the policy front. You know, we, we've talked, we haven't talked yet about TEFCA and the 21st mm-hmm. century cures, you know, inter, you know, info blocking rules and stuff like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's, we've seen on the show floor, there's a whole bunch of companies that were not here a few years ago that didn't even exist a few years ago who are app developers who are building on, you know, th- these platforms and using uh, fire specs and, and open APIs to, to help enable, you know, patient media data exchange. So there's a lot of exciting stuff after after years and years of chasing interoperability. Uh, it, it's being attacked from a lot of angles here. 
Yeah, I went to a panel on Tuesday night, I think, where interop leaders, including somebody from the ONC, pointed to Tefka as a big opportunity for app developers. Like, this is your time to start making that seamless data exchange, um, those making those tools, uh, giving patients access to their own data and things like that. So I do think that maybe next year we'll see even more vendors on the floor touting those kinds of apps, especially about giving patients access to their own data. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to add on that front of interoperability? No, I've heard about, of course, the data sharing, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, being very important of being able to trust where that data is coming from. And there's obviously many companies out there, uh, such as Acadia that I spoke to, who are, who are working on that. Mm-hmm. Well, we're almost at our end mark here. Do either of you want to share any predictions for next year? Anything you're hopeful for? Anything you're excited about? Uh, the past couple of years have taught me not to predict anything anymore, but uh, <laughs> I think there's a lot of good work being done, and I think it's just going to be exciting and gratifying to see where it continues. There's a lot of enthusiasm I've seen here. It was a really good mood among the attendees, I thought, and, and a lot of energy um, among the tens of thousands of people here. So I think it's going to be um, exciting to see uh, where, where things go. Yeah, I agree. I was out on the show floor, and everybody was just so excited to be there and be with each other in person again and there was a lot of excitement about that um hymns last year was described as intimate this has definitely gone way beyond intimate (laughs) to a boom and people are looking forward already to coming back uh next year to chicago in 2023 my hometown i'll see you both there all right thank you both so much thank you Informatica believes data is the soul of business transformation. We help the largest healthcare and life sciences organizations achieve extraordinary innovation from their data with our Informatica Intelligent Data Management Cloud. Whether you're driving next generation analytics, delivering perfectly timed patient or consumer experiences, or ensuring governance and privacy of sensitive data, you can always know your data is accurate, your insights are actionable, and your possibilities are limitless. Informatica. Cloud first, data always.